Greetings. Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled, Tribulation, The Goal of Your Faith, Part 1. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning global audience of unchurched, self-study people, as well as those who are part of a church. For anyone looking for greater depths in God's Word with a stronger personal study, we also extend a warm welcome to all of our new listeners here for the first time. Thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. Our last episode, Tribulation, Such as is Common to Man, Part 2, was posted on June 25th. Last week, we learned more about how many people over the years that I have seen saved in Christ have read this portion of 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. But will with the temptation also make the way of escape? Many teach that in our temptation, based on this verse segment, a person will have a way of escape from a temptation as in free of it. Yet, no one knows what that escape is. That escape has no definition, no explanation. We also read, The great and special sin which St. Paul was in danger of by the abundance of revelations, namely, the sin of spiritual pride. Spiritual pride is so dangerous a sin that it is a mercy to be freed from it, even by bodily pain. God sees our danger when we see not our own and will hurt the body to save the soul of his dearest children. From Expository Notes with Practical Observations on the New Testament by William Burkett. We also noted the Exodus passage Jesus quotes in Matthew and John. Exodus chapter 15 verse 11 tells us, by a command to surely open your hand to your brother, to your needy, and to your poor in your land. This is not a suggestion. It is a command. We, even today, are commanded to open our hand to our brothers and sisters, to our needy, and to our poor in our land, meaning where we live. If you hear that comment clearly, you know that this includes the unsaved in our land, or your land. Brothers and sisters surely are those who are part of God's family. Our needy can be either our brothers and sisters or those who are unsaved in Christ. Our poor in our land could also be brothers and sisters in Christ. Or, to find out more, listen to our previous episode titled, Tribulation, Such as is Common to Man, Part 2. This week, our study is titled, Tribulation, The Goal of Your Faith, Part 1. What is the goal of your faith? Is not simply believing enough? Once we are saved in Christ, are we not going to heaven regardless of how we act here on earth? Is there a possibility that even saved, we could still go to hell? In this study, 
we will look for answers to these questions. Our scripture passage this week reads, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, he gave us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, that is, into an inheritance imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. It is reserved in heaven for you, who by God's power are protected through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. This brings you great joy, although you may have to suffer for a short time in various trials. Such trials show the proven character of your faith, which is much more valuable than gold, gold that is tested by fire, even though it is passing away, and will bring praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. You have not seen him, but you love him. You do not see him now, but you believe in him, and so you rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy, because you are attaining the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. From 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 9. While our study verse is verse 5, verses 3 and 4 properly preface verse 5 so we understand what is said. Verse 5 is the second half of a sentence that started in verse 4. Verses 3 and 4 tells us we have an inheritance imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. This imperishable inheritance is reserved in heaven for us. Notice, the common reading is, quote, for you, end quote. The sense is not materially affected. The idea is that it is an inheritance appointed to us and kept by one who can make it sure to us and who will certainly bestow it upon us. From Barnes New Testament Notes. This should set the setting for what we will talk about starting in verse 5, which is the second half of the full sentence. It reads, Who by God's power are protected through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Isn't our salvation already revealed? After all, those of us already saved in Christ know we are saved by Scripture and by our testimony to others. If that is true, and there is no reason to think it is not, what is this verse telling us? Let us dig deeper. Who are kept by the power of God, that is, quote, kept, end quote, or preserved in the faith and hope of the gospel, who are preserved from apostasy, or so kept that you will finally obtain salvation. It does not elsewhere occur in the New Testament. It means to keep, as in a garrison or fortress, or as with a military watch. 
The idea is that there was a faithful guardianship exercised over them to save them from danger, as a castle or garrison is watched to guard it against the approach of an enemy. The meaning is that they were weak in themselves and were surrounded by temptations, and that the only reason why they were preserved was that God exerted his power to keep them. The only reason which any Christians have to suppose they will ever reach heaven is the fact that God keeps them by his own power. Compare with Philippians chapter 1 verse 6. If it were left to the will of man, to the strength of his own resolutions, to his power to meet temptations, and to any probability that he would of himself continue to walk in the path of life, there would be no certainty that anyone would be saved. From Barnes New Testament Notes Notice God's attention to his people saved through Christ. We are, quote, kept, unquote, or preserved in the faith and hope of the gospel, who are preserved from apostasy, or so kept, that you will finally obtain salvation. Really? Will finally obtain salvation? What is up with that? This implies I may not be saved or fully saved at the very least. We need to dig deeper. It means to keep as in a garrison or fortress, or as with a military watch. The idea is that there was a faithful guardianship exercised over them to save them from danger, as a castle or garrison is watched to guard it against the approach of an enemy. This may answer why the devil needs to ask God for permission to cause us strife in our lives, making temptation, trial, or tribulation his means. We are protected from these actions, dangers as us being kept in a castle or garrison that is watched or guarded against our enemy, the devil. However, we have already learned that despite this protection, we will still suffer temptations, trials, and tribulations. We are weak in ourselves and are surrounded by temptations. The only reason why we are preserved is that God exerts his power to keep us. That is why there is an escape to the tribulations that we just studied last week. We escape what would be a terrible end to them, even though we will go through the totality of any tribulation. We do that to God's glory. That is scripturally explained in this commentary scripture reference verse. For I am sure of this very thing, that the one who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Jesus Christ. From Philippians chapter 1 verse 6. That work of perfection is wrought through the temptations, 
trials, and tribulations we are subject to in our daily lives. This word phrase, for I am sure of this very thing, tells us this is strong language. It means to be fully and firmly persuaded or convinced. From Barnes New Testament Notes. Note further that he which has begun a good work in you, the quote, good work, end quote, here referred to, can be no other than religion or true piety. This is called the work of God, the work of the Lord, or work of Christ. Paul affirms here that work was begun by God. It was not by their own agency or will. It was on the fact that it was begun by God that he based his firm conviction that it would be permanent. Had it been the agency of man, he would have had no such conviction, for nothing that man does today can lay the foundation of a certain conviction that he will do the same thing tomorrow. If the perseverance of the Christian depended wholly on himself, therefore there could be no sure evidence that he would ever reach heaven. From Barnes New Testament Notes This should clearly explain why we are kept by God, protected by God from the devil, as we previously read. Noting further, will perform it, margin, quote, or finish, end quote. The Greek word means that he would carry it forward to completion. He would perfect it. It is an intensive form of the word, meaning that it would be carried through to the end. The word occurs nowhere else, and here means that God would carry on the work which he had begun to completion. He would not leave it unfinished. It would not be commenced and then abandoned. This would or could be, quote, performed, end quote, or, quote, finished, end quote, only, one, by keeping them from falling from grace, and, two, by their ultimate entire perfection. From Barnes New Testament Notes. That commentary passage told us a lot, mostly that God will carry forward his work in us to completion. He will perfect it. It will be carried through to the end, meaning that God will not complete this work in us until we either physically die or are caught up in the clouds when we go home to heaven forever. That will be when the work in us will be fully complete, as we will live in our new bodies promised in Scripture that are sinless, perfect bodies. He would not leave it unfinished. It would not be commenced and then abandoned. It will or can be performed or finished only, one, by keeping them, his children, from falling from grace, and two, by their ultimate entire perfection. 
I think now this makes sense. Finally, we note also, until the day of Jesus Christ, the day when Christ shall so manifest himself as to be the great attractive object, or the day when he shall appear to glorify himself, so that it may be said emphatically to be his day. That day is often called, quote, his day, end quote, or, quote, the day of the Lord, end quote, because it will be the day of his triumph and glory. It refers here to the day when the Lord Jesus will appear to receive his people to himself, the day of judgment. Language could not be clearer, and nothing can be more unequivocal than the declaration of his opinion that where God has begun a good work in the soul, it will not be finally lost. From Barnes' New Testament Notes Can you see why it has been said, once saved, always saved? Is this not the bottom line of what we have just learned? Moving forward, through faith, that is, he does not keep us by the mere exertion of power, but he excites faith in our hearts and makes that the means of keeping us. As long as we have faith in God and in his promises, we are safe. When that fails, we are weak, and if it should fall altogether, we could not be saved. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9 is the full sentence which reads, For by grace you are saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. It is not from works, so that no one can boast. Remember that Paul could not boast either? He had a thorn in his side, and we examined that in our last episode in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. That thorn kept Paul from boasting in his situation. What God does is not from the works of mankind. Thus, how can anyone boast of something they did not do? Note well. God does not keep his children, his people by the mere exertion of power, but he excites faith in our hearts and makes that the means of keeping us. If we modernize that speech, we could understand it better if it were said, God does not control his people, which would remove the free will we operate in. That free will allows us to sin. Temptation appeals to our free will state, and that is when temptation can become a trial or even a tribulation. So, what God does, He excites faith in our hearts and makes that the means of keeping us. Remember, too, this means of keeping us is like keeping us in a castle or garrison which is watched to guard it against 
the approach of an enemy. Can you see the connection here? How all this fits into place? There is a faithful guardianship exercised over us to save us from danger. Its protection is like a castle or garrison. Notice the word like, meaning it is not exactly the same. It is a comparison. However, there is a protective quality that God is giving us. Remember that Barnes' New Testament notes told us, if it were left to the will of man, to the strength of his own resolutions, to his power to meet temptations, and to any probability that he would of himself continue to walk in the path of life, there would be no certainty that anyone would be saved. Next week, we continue our summer series titled, Tribulation, The Goal of Your Faith, Part 2. What is the goal of our faith? In this study, we will find out just what that goal is. Does the solution, the goal, have anything beneficial to us as his children? Join us next week to find out more. Play or download our episodes from one of our podcast hosts. Or follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. Details follow. All Bible quotes without a citation are from the New English Translation Free Version. We greatly appreciate our audience. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners, followers, and new listeners. Thank you all so much. We are very pleased to serve a diverse international audience. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched, currently an all-electronic Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. If you are visiting for the first time, welcome and God bless you. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled, How to be Saved, at the bottom of any episode description. To learn more about us and who we are, give our episode titled, Introduction, About Us, Who We Are, a listen. In that episode, you will learn more about us, who we are reaching out to, our mission, vision, ministry, and more. Again, a short link to this episode is found at the bottom of any episode description. Find our website at https colon forward slash forward slash the church of the unchurched dot o r g. Please type the Church of the Unchurched as a single word with no hyphens in unchurched. Our Bible, 
tablet and desktop compliant website has more information, links to many of our podcast platforms under the podcast menu item. We are found on podcast platforms like iTunes, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, and Spotify, to name a few. We refresh all our feeds with every weekly episode upload on Sundays, East Coast Time, USA. These sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh. Our RSS feed is syndicated on many popular podcast RSS feed platforms. Find us on a preferred platform to follow us as we continue to grow. Now, to him who is able to strengthen you, to the only wise God, through Jesus Christ, be glory forever. Amen. Until next week, this is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched.